everyone, and welcome to AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. And we're back again to talk more about your favorite British royals. Yes. The only British royals, I guess. In- indeed. I guess it's not no really. No one else's. A- yeah. Wouldn't that be kind of crazy if someone else, would, like, back in the day when they were, they would be like, no, I'm the rightful heir. Yeah, and the, like, fight pretenders wars. to the throne. Yes. Like, War and- of the Roses and... All of that mm-hmm. again. I'm, I'm happy that's not a thing, but yeah, that would that would be bonkers. So it would be, or if there was like a secret love child, right? We're not in Monaco here, yeah. You know. <laughs> so we don't have to hopefully worry too much about that. Yeah, um, but you never know. Life is crazy. So, so yeah. So we are uh, hopefully by the time you are listening to this. This will be the latest news. <laughs> right, I know. So again, apologize for um, kind of delayed, or I don't know, last couple of weeks. It's been it's been busy this summer. Yeah. Work's been it's crazy. It's summer and everything. So we're just, we hope you guys still enjoy listening to us discuss all these things. Yeah. As, I was uh, buying, I was shopping for a house, so. Right. And that, I've, I think I found one, so. I hopefully we can be done with that. Then it'll just be, you know, the easy things of moving. That won't take up any of my time. No, 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 no. I already have the recording spot picked out, though. Oh, excellent. AKA, like, my home office, but, you know. Yeah. But that's great. That's good that you you found that spot that has the best sound. Oh, I haven't done that. I'll have to go in and, like, do acoustics testing. Yeah. That'd be funny, actually. (laughs) Create, like, put some foam up on the walls. Right. <laughs> Soundproof. Oh, well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I think we'll uh, get into our news that's been kind of happening in the last week or so, because we were so together that we recorded the day after the christening, and here we are a week after. So, yeah. But you know are. what? Um, it's been a busy week, so we have plenty to talk about. Um, we also are going to finally cover the Ireland trip uh, that we kind of teased last episode, because... Now the whole thing has taken place, and so we feel like we can dedicate more time to it right. in its entirety. So I'm going to start, though, with the, the like, I'll call it the elephant in the room. Like, the topic that we need to talk about because it's really relevant to our podcast, but that I feel like everyone's just like, ugh, and is maybe, I don't know. So if you don't really want to hear me talk about um, 45's visit to... England and specifically his meetings with Queen Elizabeth, go ahead and fast forward. But <laughs> I understand. We all need a little bit of a break, but we're going to talk because he met with the Queen. Um, but I'm going to start out with some interesting theories that people posited online. So obviously, you know, this visit from Trump abroad was um, something that was in the works for a while he didn't go last year they canceled effectively like canceled his trip um claiming scheduling conflicts on both sides but you know it was kind of obvious that no one really wanted him and then because no one wanted him he didn't want to go because he's a big baby so then um this year when it came back around and kind of also in the midst of all this intrigue around brexit and then russian meddling causing Brexit and then Russian meddling causing the election of Trump. There's a whole lot going on. Um, yeah. But he he stopped by Windsor Castle, so we'll talk about it. Um, for the three days that he was there, the queen um, was kind of out and about, and she 
met with him on Friday, as I mentioned, but on the other two days, uh, people took particular note of her wardrobe choices, and we've kind of talked about it before, how she tends to like send a message, um, especially on politics, or it seems to us lay people that she's sending a message on politics um, based on what she's wearing, because she's not really allowed to take a stand on political issues. But if you pay close attention, you can kind of get what she's saying. Mm-hmm. See, for example, that time she opened Parliament while wearing a flag of the European Union, effectively. Yeah. So a bright, it was a bright blue hat with like yellow, yeah, with yellow flowers, flowers in the shape yeah. of the like it, it very strongly evoked the stars, and it was the same blue as the flag. It's a lot. Yeah. So um, on Thursday, she was wearing a brooch that was a gift from um, another American president. This time. A person I think she'd probably consider a friend and and someone she really respects. This was from the Obamas uh, when they visited. Everyone who knows anything about President Trump knows that he's a racist ass and targeted um, Barack Obama and came up with the whole birther nonsense. And so I think that was a particular... I think that was pointed. I don't think that was an accident. The Queen is not stupid. The Queen knows how he feels about his predecessor. Right, And and... Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I read that article today, and they mentioned that it, people were like, was well, he just wearing it because it was a gift from like the United States? But it wasn't. It was a personal gift that the right. Obamas and, like, gave yeah. on behalf of them as a, like, just as, as a private person. And the other thing is, like, she's been queen for a very long time. Uh, there have been a lot of presidents who have met her and probably given her gifts. She could have chosen any, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, but mm-hmm. that was not what she did. Um and so that was the first one. And then on Friday when she met with him, she wore a brooch that hadn't been seen in quite a while. And it's called the palm leaf brooch. And it's very famous because it was worn by the queen mom at the state funeral for uh, King George VI, a.k.a. her husband and the current queen's father. Mm-hmm. And so it's, a, it's featured in a very famous uh, picture that is called Three Queens Mourning. And it is Queen Elizabeth, the queen mother, and a uh, Queen Mary of Tech all attending his funeral and it's really a striking photo because it's in black and white but you do see this swirl of bright diamonds Mm -hmm. and so some people are saying like oh she wore her dad's funeral brooch to meet him like is she throwing casting an allusion to the death of democracy or whatever Um, possibly but she also might be doing something more in line with her role as head of the commonwealth because this uh particular brooch has Canadian roots and that also ties in with the brooch she wore on Saturday which is a sapphire brooch that was a gift from the Canadian people Um, again the queen is not ignorant of current events and she knows exactly kind of what the relationship has been between Trump and Canada Mm -hmm. over the last you know how years months whatever and so she knows like she's kind of obviously one would assume she'd be on Canada's side anyway as long as, you know, because she's the head of the Commonwealth. But I think this was another gesture or kind of signal that she's trying to show her support for her comrades versus this ass. Um, And I think it's also really interesting to talk about how brooches can be used to send a message, because that reminds me of all-time hero, fantastic, amazing goddess Madeleine Albright, 
who wrote a book <laughs> about how she used her brooches to set the tone for her work as Secretary of State. And it's a really interesting read, and it's got like photographs of these amazing brooches that are, I mean, are sometimes really ostentatious and flashy, and sometimes are really understated, and how she used them kind of in her career of diplomacy. Mm-hmm. And it all started because some guy said that they were afraid she dealing with her would be dealing like with a snake, and so she was like, "You know what? I have this really kick-ass snake brooch. I'm gonna wear it. Yes. Deal with it." Anyway, a snake brooch. I love it. Yeah. I would never wear that, but that's because I'm scared of snakes, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if somebody called, if somebody's like, you're a snake, then you'd be like, please. I love snakes. I know. I'll show you a snake. <laughs> Brooch. Uh, um, yeah. All right. So I'm going to uh, quickly go through the rest of the um, points on this. So obviously, people have been talking a lot about the video showing them walking together at Windsor Castle on Friday. Um, mainly Trump just uh, walking cluelessly in front of the queen and kind of with his back towards her, which most people, I mean, who have any understanding of royal etiquette know that that's just not Or cool. at least have a staff member yeah. trained in etiquette. But obviously that was, that's probably not the case. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Regardless of whether the woman you are meeting with is the queen or is a woman or is elderly or is anything, if you're meeting with somebody at their really nice house, don't be a dick and walk in front of them like that. You yeah. buffoon. All right. Sorry. Um, I'm trying not to editorialize. <laughs> it's going to be hard. You can cut some of this out if you feel necessary. That's OK. Whatever you would like. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, um, based on an interview Trump gave to Piers Morgan um, during that same trip, they discussed Brexit in their tea, which I he didn't really give many details about it. But um, I can imagine that it would be an interesting conversation to be a fly on the wall for. I hope yeah. that, you know, that someone who was there serving like cucumber sandwiches has got to eat get a nice earful and has been telling fun stories and we might hear more about it but probably don't I want some more leakers I know (laughs) and then uh finally there was a rumor about why the queen met with him alone and because the Sunday Times reported uh that Charles and William were asked to meet with him with Trump and refused Um, But then a few days later, Buckingham Palace refuted the rumor. And this was their quote. In line with standard practice for guests of government visit, the president was received by the queen as head of state. The arrangements were mutually agreed between the palace and the UK and US governments, a spokesman told People magazine. There was never a suggestion that other members of the royal family would take part. And then I say, sure, that's all well and good. But what about... The Obamas, C, comma, E.G., the photo of George in his dressing gown, shaking hands. Right. Which I have to bring up that photo, I think, legally, every time it is at all relevant. I think so. Um, and also, I wanted a nice chaser for the end of this topic. because Yes, we need to end on a positive note of adorableness so and, and, and promise in the world. Yeah. 
So, um, I don't know. Obviously, I don't really think that it was a snub, but also I would have thought it would be funny for Charles to meet with Trump and just be like, climate change is real. And then, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the queen is able to do it because she really just kind of has been able to be kind of stoic and well and about her about her, her feelings and stuff from meeting people all the time. I feel like Charles is a little bit more. Obviously, we know he meddles. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't give a give a hoot about uh, sharing his opinion. And when he thinks you're an idiot on something as obvious as climate change. Right. So, and I, and I think it would just be poor taste if uh, Harry and Meghan and Kate and William met because, yeah, he's not he's not popular with that, the age group. No, they, they can are. get away. F- get no, they don't want, and it's right. not like he's going to listen to them. Right. So. Can you imagine if Kate or Meghan was like, "See, look at what you're doing. What is wrong with you?" Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think it would happen. I don't don't think so either. But, I mean, he hasn't complained about it on Twitter yet. So, I mean, this is we'll just leave this as maybe one of the last comments on this Mm because we'll move on to more pleasant and wonderful things. But, yeah, he hasn't. There's nothing on Twitter yet. So hopefully he's he doesn't care and we can just forget about it. Yeah. And the queen can move on. (sighs) But anyway, now we're we've got, you know, lots of more fun topics to talk about the rest of the episode. And so. First and foremost, take us to what I call the chaser. Yes. Huh. So after that, anyways, uh, thank you, Jenna, for your insight and commentary on that that visit. Uh, but next, we'll move on to the Christine photos, which were released on Sunday. Yay. Uh, yeah, so they were released Sunday with for apparently for the papers, but... Um, these were the photos taken by uh, Matt Hollyoke, who took uh, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip's 70th wedding anniversary photos. And I think there was just two of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's kind of the one that's kind of got that, that background that pops up actually in photos that end up popping up for, or for the bapti- or baptism today. Uh, so these photos were taken at Clarence House in the morning room and also in the Clarence House garden. So I'm sure uh, Prince Charles was, you know, eagerly working in his garden to get it all ready for the photos or mm-hmm. his gardeners. Uh, but yeah, let's let's discuss. Obviously, we already saw their clothing and I can personally say that None of my opinions about what everyone wore changed from seeing a photo, but I, I still liked most people's outfits. But yeah, we already talked about how, for example, we thought Pippa's wasn't the greatest outfit for her. But yeah, uh, but yeah, some cute moments mm-hmm. when I personally thought, oh, there's a cute photo. It's the group photo of them of the entire family, and Charlotte is holding Louis' hand. I know. I know. Yes. Oh, she like, want to know. I want to know. Like, was she like so busy that like the photographer was like, "Why don't you hold your brother's hand?" I don't think so. I think she really likes legit. Okay. I think she really because um, if you think back to one of the first pictures they released of him, she's holding him really looking down. I think she's really enjoying the big sister role. Yeah, in well, all I mean, like yeah, and little kids lo- like three year olds love like the thought of being like having a baby. Yeah, being a mommy. You yeah. know, doing being like mommy and taking care of the baby. She's also um, in one of the photos. She's kind of grabbing onto his lace frock yeah. <laughs> and hiding behind it. And she's just always kind of gazing at him and smiling, like, "Look, I, I'm a big sister." Everyone, yeah. she's so proud. I know. Oh, <sighs> um, my favorite part was how in all of the photos involving the two of them, you can see William is clearly holding on to George for dear life. Like, he is like, no, you are not making a break for it. 
And George looks particularly energetic. And he's like, <laughs> nope, sit on my lap. Uh-uh, you're not, you can't, you're not done yet. You cannot go run out in the garden and collect frogs. Not yeah, today. Take these pictures and mm-hmm. then we can have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like we said last time, Kate looks just so happy. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Es- yeah. Especially in the extra photo. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Which I woke up and, al- and then I promptly like fell over into my bed and like collapsed of cuteness. Yeah. No, the, her face just like, I, don't, I mean, I'm not even going to think about another like Cambridge baby because, you know, the papers are always saying that she's very pregnant. But I mean, just that face makes me kind of go like, you're done, aren't you? Like, mm-hmm. you're just like, this is my little family. Everyone is all here. We're all assembled. Like, my work is done. Mm-hmm. I can now just raise my kids and look at this, like, happy baby. I Yeah. I have it a- seems like he might be, like, a really easy baby, too. He also just seems like he might be a little bit, like, of a, a, goo- a goofball. Like, he likes to giggle at, like, weird stuff and is very smiley. Mm-hmm. Just because she's clearly, like, cracking up um, yeah. in that one. Because he does. He just has this goofy yeah. grin on his face. <laughs> yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. So, yeah. So they released the extra photo on Monday. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was so cute. So this one was actually taken by a different photographer, um, Matt Porteous. And he took the photos of George, Prince George's third birthday. And so, yeah. yeah so they, they had two esteemed photographers at the event. So that's pretty nice. So my guess is probably they wanted some, maybe a different style just mm-hmm. in case they didn't like. Matt Hollyoaks or something I don't know (laughs) well it's like I mean a lot of people when they get like a fancy occasion shot they'll have like two photographers because you never know one of them might you know have an equipment failure or be taking photos of you know family members A and B when you want also good pictures of family members C and D so Mm -hmm. yeah and that one's really just like a fun fun picture Mm -hmm. yeah so I yeah I thought they were great photos Mm-hmm. It's good to see everybody together. One big happy family, hopefully. Yes. Good for yeah. them. Yeah. So I was excited to see them. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Well, we will touch back down on the Cambridges, at least the grown up ones, um, later. But for now, let's go to Dublin with Harry and Meghan. Um, so this was their first trip overseas since the wedding. And it was taken to bolster Anglo-Irish relations as Brexit unfolds. Again, um, we talk a lot about that, but I mean, Brexit is seems to be like a really bad news case for most Britons, but it's great for us Royals watchers because the royal family is going on all these like we come in peace missions and, and trying to um, convince people that, you know, they shouldn't give up the entire island. And so we get to see lots of pretty clothes. Indeed. That's what I'll say. Um, so we'll go back to the first day, which was July 10th. And um, this was the same day as the 100th anniversary of the RAF. So that evening, actually, Harry and Meghan flew, um, did the short hop up to Dublin. Um, and when they arrived at the airport, they met with Ireland's prime minister, or uh, Taoiseach. I had to ask how to pronounce that, but I think I got it right. It's um, a fun word, though. Yeah, because it's spelled very different from Taoiseach. Yes. For me, a non-Gaelic speaker. So th- this man's name is Leo Varadkar. And so this was a normal meeting with a foreign head of state. 
he and Harry and Meghan met, Harry talked to him about getting Irish veterans involved in the Invictus Games, and then also talked about few a few of the causes that are um, close to Harry's heart, which such as uh, housing and homelessness. Uh, to this uh, meeting, Meghan, and, and when she got off the plane, Meghan was wearing something very appropriate for Ireland. It was a um, matching separates from Givenchy, which was included a green patch pocket pencil skirt and a knit top. And they were, again, both green, um, a pretty deep green. And she looks really beautiful in that color. So I was happy to see it again. Yeah. Um, she was also carrying a new beautiful bag from Strathbury. It's sold out. Sorry. Ah, um, but, you know, what can you do? And then I also really liked her earrings, which were um, like the shape of four leaf clovers. And then they had little stones in them and it was rose gold. So they were, uh, I think, a nice nod to Ireland as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but without being as obvious as it could be. <laughs> yeah. um, but after their meeting with the tea shock again i'm just gonna say it because i know how to say it indeed you should they went to another kind of typical event for one of these visits which was a reception at the british ambassador's house um this is a house called Glencairn, and it's where the british ambassador to ireland has resided for you know hundreds of years i think um this time there were 300 guests including People from politics, people from entertainment, the entertainment industry, and from literature and sports. Again, kind of the typical crowd. Um, the the woman from Outlander was there, and then again there were some like famous female politicians, including some women who Megan knew from like past badassery of like doing so- great outreach for um, feminist causes. And Harry gave a speech, um, which was his typical, uh, like, thanks for having us. We love Ireland. We really hope you guys don't have too much hard feelings over Brexit. We'll come back. Don't punish us. Don't punish us because (laughs) those idiots, I don't know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then what Megan was wearing, just quickly, we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, But she was wearing a black Amelia Wickstead dress, which um, Amelia Wickstead is the designer who kind of had a sour grapes moment over the wedding dress designer choice. Um, We've discussed that a couple times. And so I wanted to touch on it again, but I also wanted to point out, give a special shout out to Megan's shoes, which I hadn't seen in the coverage before. They are amazing. They're Aquazura Deneuve pumps, and they are black pumps, but with an interesting, like, strap detail at the back and a bow and it was really I think a great shoe for these um for this dress specifically because the dress was again not not really embellished too heavily mm-hmm. and so this was an interesting and fun detail to wear to the party yes I agree I loved the shoes they're so cute so they yeah but um that was a again they they got there at 5 p.m so they pretty much did had a jam-packed schedule day one, even though it was only two real events. Okay. So, yeah, on to day two, which was July 11th. Uh, and I'm going to butcher so many words right now. So. I think you can just say for the house that it's called Aras, because that's what I Aras. saw. Aras. Okay. Like, I think so. You don't have to go with the other thing. That's a, 
That's a lot. It's a doozy, guys. So I will brush up on my Gaelic, which means I will learn words that are in Gaelic because I've never brushed up on it or (laughs) learned it at all. (laughs) But yeah, so they started out their day. um, And according to what Megan wore, uh, they started their day at Aris, which is the official residence and workplace of Ireland's president, Michael D. Higgins. And so, yes, so they have the Taoiseach and then also a president. And uh, they met with his wife as well. They signed a guest book where people uh, uh, commented that Megan's has a beautiful signature. And then they were like, did you know she used to do calligraphy? Blah, blah, blah. I did know that. Yeah. And so that was just kind of people were like, that's why her signature is so nice. And I was like, I would for sure be changing my signature if I was going to have to be signing things and it if my signature which my current signature is very sloppy i would be like embellishing like crazy so she has a beautiful signature if you want to see it and the most important part is they met the president and the first lady of ireland doggos yay oh they were so cute they are two adorable bernie's uh, mountain dogs and their names are which i'm about to also butcher uh baroda and i'm gonna say Sioda. I think so. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, because I I always know that like the name Siobhan. Yeah, looks it, like that's a crazy one. Yeah, so that's what I based off. That's what I use to deduce how to pronounce these names. So if we're wrong, obviously let us know. And uh, Jenna, you have a favorite pick you shared here. So now, yeah, you should click on it. It's I will just, open it. I, oh! It's the one where <laughs> Megan is petting the dogs, and the dogs the look on the dog's face is like, "Hi, how your your dress seems fancy." How expensive is it? It feels like a very nice face napkin. I think I'm going to rub my face on it. (laughs) And Megan's like, oh, we're getting another dog, right? Mm -hmm. And Megan's like, puppies. Yay. Look at these furry monsters. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So that was kind of the the major part of their, for us at least, a major part of this event. But they did some more symbolic things after that. All right. Uh, so uh, yeah. So, that, or do you want to keep going? No, keep uh, go. We sure. Okay. So all four of them. So this was um, Meghan, Harry, and the president and his wife rang the peace bell, which was a bell that um, installed was in, unveiled to mark the tenth anniversary of the Belfast peace agreement in two thousand eight. So that was a symbolic gesture, I think. Um, Because, again, Brexit is kind of disturbing the peace, obviously in a very different way from, you know, the the violence and war in Ireland. But it was kind of showing, like, unity and and all that jazz. Um, Meghan was wearing bespoke Roland Marais. It was a crepe dress uh, that was a taupe color. And, again, just a beautiful bag, which was a Fendi Peekaboo essential bag, which was kind of on the larger side, but... Um, I thought it was great for like this type of event and it really the scale of it was was appropriate with the length of the dress and stuff I really mm-hmm. really liked it yeah agreed um, and then lastly I'm gonna breeze through these they did a bunch of different um, quick uh, tour stops pretty much so they started at Croke Park which is the home of the Gaelic Athletic Association and while there, they enjoyed a Gaelic sports festival and met with some youths. Uh, they talked to kids who participate in hurling and in we- wheelchair hurling, which is a Gaelic sport. Um, the ball kind of looks like a baseball, but it is not. And then um, they also talked to some kids who play soccer 
or football. Uh, from there, they went on to Trinity College, specifically to the library, which is a beautiful and amazing place. If you've ever had the chance to, if you ever have the chance to go to Ireland, I highly recommend it. Um, it's very similar to what you would think would be the Hogwarts library. Um, and while they were there, they saw the Book of Kells, which is described as Ireland's finest national treasure, which made <laughs> me expect Nick Cage to show up. Um, but after looking at the book, they uh, left the library and did a walkabout and met uh, people and small children, and it was cute. And then they went to lunch at Della Hunt Camden, which is a modern Irish restaurant and cocktail bar. They apparently shared a pint of Guinness for dessert, which, you know, I was kind of wondering, like, ooh, what cocktails did they have? But apparently they, they kept it, they kept with the iron-rich uh, national delicacy. Mm-hmm. Which then they sense. did two more things, or, or wait, no, three more things. Then they did a moment of reflection at the <laughs> Famine Memorial, which are statues commemorating the, the Great Famine in Ireland. Um, and it is really moving sculpture uh, and from there they went to a place called epic which is an irish emigration museum so it talks about all the people who have emigrated from ireland and obviously a lot of those people emigrated due to that famine and that's why we mm-hmm. have a lot of people of with irish ancestry here in the united states why we love our saint patty's day oh yeah well also that's because it's an excuse to day drink you know us true americans true. um <laughs> but then they went to a place called Dogpatch Labs, which is a co-working space for technology startups. And they met uh, kids who were learning to code and, and all that jazz. So it was a busy, busy day for the rest of the day. And kind of in recognition of that, M- Megan suited up. She got ready for business. She was wearing a suit uh, from Givenchy, which was a had a double-breasted blazer and tailored pants. And then she had just a kind of basic white top and she was wearing heels all day, which a lot of people, um, sh- someone who she spoke to during one of the walkabouts uh, mentioned that it was impressive she was managing to walk in her heels on the cobblestones because a lot of Dublin streets and where they were in particular um, have cobblestones, which if you've ever tried to walk in high heels on cobblestones, you know what a particular challenge that is. It's very scary. It is. You have no stability. But yeah, then they got, assumedly they got on a plane and, and came back. Um, yeah. And I think it was a successful first trip. Yeah. I feel like it was a, a good chance to kind of, yeah, do that overseas trip, but it's not like so major. Like it's kind of still in their wheelhouse as far as like this is still, obviously the Irish are not part of the United Kingdom, but they still have a shared history. And right. It's close by. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they've got deeply connected history. Yes. if not identical. And also Megan has been to Ireland before and to Dublin, and she says that it's one of her favorite cities. So I think that it was a really special place for her and Harry to go because it is yeah. very beautiful. It is. Yeah. A quick a quick uh, first trip. So yay. At least yay. That's, that's checked off. And hopefully, yeah, I think their next, at least obviously we're going to, we know they're going to go to Australia and New Zealand for mm-hmm. a longer visit, but... Hopefully we'll we'll hear a few more shorter ones coming up soon. I know, um, but just when we thought, will we see Megan or Kate soon? I no know, worries, guys. We got them together on July fourteenth for Wimbledon. Yay! 
Yes. So it's an exciting announcement, and I called this uh, double duchesses at win. I love uh, it. So it has many meanings. Yes. Because Jenna pointed out, I didn't even think of this when you told me that it's also the name of a Fergie album. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I was like, oh, that's such a funny thing. I was like, but it sounds familiar. Why do I know that? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Fergie. Doesn't Fergie have an album called that? <laughs> yes, she does. And I was just thinking of, like, tennis doubles. Mm-hmm. So... I, I appreciate no, it. No, again, I, I like laughed meaning. and then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, so there's ruining everything. Yeah, so there's an announcement that uh, the Duchess of Cambridge and the Duchess of Sussex would uh, show up in the Royal Box for the ladies' single finals. And uh, so, yeah, so they both arrived together at uh, Wilton or the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club. And uh, they met with former women's champions and also a few of the ball children, and in particular the girl who was going to help with like the beginning part of the tennis match, which I cannot remember what it's called. Yeah, so I don't. I, I can't help you. I don't know anything about tennis. Yeah, that's okay. But that's not what's important. Um, what's important is that there's a good reason that not only that to send these two ladies out for a day of. Uh, eating hopefully strawberries with cream and and wearing white Mm -hmm. in some capacity is that um, Megan is a close friend with Serena Williams and Serena Williams was in the finals against Angelique Kerber and uh, Kate is the royal patron of the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club so what better people to go for a day of tennis? This was like a tailor-made joint outing because I mean we know that Kate really loves tennis Um, she loves watching sports and, you know, we don't know if that's one of Megan's. We haven't had a chance to see Megan watch as many sports yet. But um, obviously, we know she's good friends with Serena. Yeah. Serena was at her wedding, looking amazing, and bringing her cute baby to England. Yes. Just w- winning everything. And so this was, you know, going to be a fun day out for them. And. Yeah, and it didn't feel forced or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're just p- smashing them together and they have to go do this to show that they don't hate each other. You know, there's obviously been narratives that, like, they don't get along and they're so different and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, this is very natural that they would both go to this event. So I really appreciated that. It was so perfect. So thank you, Serena, for, like, winning and being amazing. But obviously Except, she did not win. Right, but, I was going to say. But getting, getting to the point, at least to the finals. Mm-hmm. Especially 10 months after having a baby, you're a goddess and haters to the left. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so what were our duchesses wearing? Uh, Kate was wearing um, a bespoke Jenny Packham dress. It was kind of a creamish, whitish dress. Yeah, I'd call it cream. Yeah. Off-white. And, yeah, off-white. And it had kind of these like black, and some people thought they looked like tennis balls. I did not put that together see I thought that's personally. what I thought they were and then I looked and oh, was okay. disappointed that they were not but I think it was yeah. just more my head I just was thinking about tennis when I saw the photos mm. so my brain sense. just made the but jump yeah. on its own but I, I could see why yes you would think that um, for the pattern on the dress and it kind of had some ruching at the top and then also near kind of her um, midriff area so I liked it I thought it was really cute uh, she had a new uh, Dulce and Gabbana bag and new Ray-Bans, which I want. So mm-hmm. they're all reasonably priced. So yeah, yeah. definitely, <laughs> especially that bespoke Jenny Packham. Indeed. Um, <laughs> Megan similarly was wearing um, very you know affordable 
threads, things that we can all just go into our closet and find. Indeed. Um, and all looked so good in because I'm just gonna give it give it up for the silk wide leg pant, which is yeah. white. And I was trying to explain to somebody recently like the difficulty level, like how difficult it is to wear white pants or trousers just because you need to have the best quality because it's a good chance that it's gonna be see-through otherwise. Mm-hmm. And also just the fact that you cannot like spill anything on yourself. You cannot touch your face if you're wearing makeup because you might like get makeup on the pants and then everyone will know. Like, or it'll mm-hmm. just be obvious and scummy and stuff. And like, it's just a high level of difficulty and she pulled it off because she, of course she did. Right. Um, but those it. pants were um, by Ralph Lauren and Ralph Lauren, sorry. And it's okay, Ralph, it's okay. <laughs> I'm trying. Ralph Lauren <laughs> also did the, the shirt, which was um, a, an apparel striped cotton shirt, which apparently cost $590. Yes. Which, ah, in pati- yeah. Wow. <laughs> Like, in particular, I bring this up, not because I'm doubting that Ralph Lauren should charge large amounts of money for their clothing, because people are willing to buy it. It's more that I own a similar shirt yeah. that I bought at Target in, like, 2008. Because, mm-hmm. again, I only yeah, own- it's, it's a pretty yeah. shirt. It's, like, really nice. It's really yeah. well cut, lays perfectly. You know, the collar does. It spreads nicely. It's, like, mm-hmm. casual and yet formal at the same time. It, like... It's again a beautiful shirt, but yeah, that's a lot it of looks, money. It is. It's. It looks. She looks so comfortable, though. I know. Um, so in addition to that, and I'll go back to the pants for a second. I know uh, when she was standing up, you could tell they were very long, and people on the internet seemed kind of divided about that because the pants were like covering up her shoes and kind of people would call it dragging across the ground. And I will say I loved it, and I will say that as a tall person. Who, whose dream in life as a person in middle school was always to get jeans long enough to touch the ground. Oh, yes. It's all I wanted. It's all I wanted. And yes. they could never come through unless I was willing to spend, or correction, my parents were willing to spend like the extra money for those fancy silver jeans that you could get in like a 37 inch yep. long um, length. And I only had like two or three pairs of those ever. Yeah, I so I don't blame silvers her. in like the crotch area. There's like there was a hole because yeah, they're so expensive. Yeah, they were like eighty bucks. Which yes, for, both Jenna and I are actually very tall. So yeah, we have bonded over our think struggle. That's one of jeans. the reasons we became friends because we could both <laughs> be like we were both slouching in the corner trying yeah. to talk to our friends who were like five feet tall and we're like right. six feet tall and we're like ah, <laughs> none of the boys are tall enough to like right. us. We're like, when's puberty for that? I know. <laughs> grow, grow, grow. But um, I liked them, and I, but I do understand that I wouldn't have hated them if they had been hemmed just a teeny tiny mm. bit. See, I love a long pant. I know. But I, know. But I also, but also because, that's because I, my pants are replaceable. Like, I, I can wear them for a couple years, and I'd be fine if they ripped a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see silk pants being ruined so that's true with with grass and yeah all the dirt and everything so not that she doesn't have a professional you know laundry person but yeah but i thought she looked yeah um so she for accessories she was wearing a a maison michelle ivory straw hat uh in the virginie style so again megan pulling out the the more casual summer hats 
rather than the the like fascinators. She's mm-hmm. really bringing that when she does the outdoor events. Um, her, she also had amazing sunglasses. They were um, Illustiva Leonard round frames. I checked, they're sold out, but I did sign up for a notification if they come back in stock. Excellent. And again, another good bag, the Altazura uh, Gianda saddle bag. So as you said, all in all, major sunglass envy. I know. They both had really great sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I know Kate tends to go with more of the, the Ray-Ban like, Wayfarers, but yep. these ones in particular I really liked. Um, yeah. I liked, they're like rubbery. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Megan looked, I just really liked hers because I was like, they're, they were a simple frame, but it was like something I hadn't seen before. Yeah. So I very much appreciated both of them bringing out such sunglasses. They just looked great. I loved, yeah. I loved everything about it. Yeah. I hope they can do, I hope they really can find kind of things that they can kind of bond over especially like organizations mm-hmm. and stuff because like the star power that is there is unbelievable like I know Will and Harry who no yeah it's it's Kate and Megan they're yeah. gonna bring the the spotlight do you know how <laughs> uninterested I was when William showed up the next day <laughs> and guess what William also wishes he was watching the world cup final at the same at the instead of the tennis probably. final probably <laughs> Sorry, William. I'm sorry that they didn't bring it home for you. Yeah, that was a little sad. Yeah, but anyway. Oh, well. <sighs> but why don't you tell us about Kate the next day? Uh, oh, yes. So, yeah, so we were back with Kate the second day on July 15th for her and uh, the hubs, William, at Wibbleton. And they were here for the men's final this time. And they it was pretty much kind of the same itinerary. Uh, they met with former champs and ball children there were sports played in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will and Kate had some great, you know, faces. And I can't even tell you who won. Who won? No, I don't know. Yeah, again, who cares? I was like, Andre Agassi is not in tennis anymore. <laughs> I don't know John who what tennis is then. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like I only know like Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> and, like LeBron James. I um, I know, Fed Federer. Federer. Oh, that's true. And then yeah. I know Nadal, because um, okay. Nadal is attractive. Oh, okay. And he takes his shirt off sometimes. These names sound familiar. For and uh, sounds, in um, yeah. who's the guy who's married to um, Brooklyn Decker? Oh, is that Andy Brodick? Brodick? Yeah, because yeah. he dated Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah, he did. Because yeah. Didn- yeah. she was at Wimbledon one year. Mm-hmm. See, again, I only know these men because of, one, (laughs) they take their shirt off, or two, they were dating or married to a female pop cultural icon. Yes. (laughs) I don't watch tennis. Yes. I don't understand how it's scored. So Mm -hmm. it's just not as fun. It is so confusing. I don't get it. It's like golf. Mm. It's like, why why did you make this so complicated? Mm -hmm. Anywho, uh, Kate, let's talk about, yeah, what she wore. Oh, it was beautiful, everyone. If oh, you didn't it was already so see it, great. Yes, she wore a yellow dress from Dulce and Gabbana, and it was specifically their knee-length fitted dress. And amazing. I, I say it was inspiring. So again, um, last episode talked about Megan looking beautiful in yellow. This time, see Kate looking beautiful in yellow. I bought a yellow dress. I don't wear yellow. Well, and I'll be, I'll be fair. The dress is has a like a yellow skirt that then kind of ombres up into a more like tan color. Okay. So that sounds gorgeous. I'm really excited for it. I just was um online shopping and saw it and I was inspired. And so thank you, Megan and Kate, for making me spend money on a dress <laughs> that may or may not work for me, but looked a color that looked great on you. So 
we'll see. No, it, was, it was gorgeous. So mm-hmm. I loved it. I I mean, this is a dress she can bring out so many different places. So I can't wait for a re-wear. But yeah, all in all, beautiful, beautiful outfits this year. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. Well, we're going to so. do yeah quick interlude before we get to the last event, which is just a chat about... Um, one of our favorite television programs that is related to this podcast, which is The Crown. And uh, people who have seen the first two seasons know that it starred Claire Foy as Mm -hmm. Queen Elizabeth, and Claire Foy did an amazing job in that role. But kind of the idea behind this series is that it will follow the queen through her very long life and reign on the the throne. And in recognition that, you know, actresses do not age that quickly... Um, when they want to make this, they have recast the role and are planning to do that every two seasons. So mm-hmm. the um, actress who has been uh, hired to take on the next uh, two seasons is Olivia Coleman, And we received our first look at her as Queen Elizabeth in The Crown. They re- released some promotional stills. So if you're interested, you should look it up. But what were your thoughts? Yeah, um, you know... I I wasn't expecting her to look as good as she did. <laughs> well, and when you say good, I think you mean like like queen like. Yes, right? yeah, exactly. Like I think there's a lot to lot in like the mannerisms of the of an actor mm-hmm. when they're then what they look like for me. Like Claire Foy is obviously I would say a more I would say more attractive than the queen. Yeah, and, and like that, and I mean that more in like she's like a Hollywood like kind of look of the queen uh, yeah and well really, and, and but, the queen you know when she was younger she was really she was obviously pretty and and yeah like yes. glamorous no, no, but, I'm not yeah you're right like this ugly like no but then, but you're like, right Claire Foy <laughs> is like the it's like she's the Hollywood version of it you're right yes. she's um but I know you're not taking like a you know a, a troll and casting them with like a babe <laughs> but you every every time there's like a real life biopic or a lot of the time you know, you're hiring an actress who is beautiful, and right. that's why she's an actress. So, mm-hmm. yes, but I really, but a, but Foy was so good at the mannerisms and her Ugh, voice and everything. So good. And so I felt like that was what really, really, really made the role work. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I'm excited that I don't know Olivia Coleman. Like I know her from a few things. I've mostly seen her in comedy. Yeah. So me too. I think it'll be really interesting to see her. Yes, in a more serious role. And yeah, and her see her mannerisms and stuff because I think she actually looks really great yeah she looks very the styling and the the makeup and hair is is on point for this Mm -hmm. era of the queen especially yeah because I do you know towards the end um, of season two of the crown that's when Queen Elizabeth gets her haircut into kind of the helmet thing Mm -hmm. and they kind of make a plot point out of it and it was so weird to see like Claire Foy looking like they were trying to make her look dowdy because that was kind of the implication is that this is when the queen started to look more like, you know, a mo- a mother rather like, you know, your average mom rather than like this, you know, Hollywood actress type thing. And it was kind of weird to see, you know, someone who is a young actress being put into kind of like old age makeup a bit. Yes. <laughs> which, right, which is why I'm glad they are recasting it, even though Claire Foy was so amazing. If you are going to, you know, keep going on down the road you can't just mm-hmm. drop you know use an eyebrow pencil to put wrinkles on her face right I'm not gonna cut it 
No, I really appreciate that they are recasting because, I mean, yes, I'm going to be like sad that I'm not going to. I think Matt Smith is very attractive. So I'm going to miss his face, even though his character isn't particularly the most appealing. Mm. Uh, but I think it just shows like their commitment to really making the show. I, I, I mean, are really putting like their best foot forward in the show and not just being like, we're just going to yeah do the makeup and make it like at the end of Harry Potter when they made yeah. Radcliffe and oh God. like uh, Tom Felton as Draco like look super weird with like mm-hmm. their weird technology. Uncanny Valley. <laughs> yeah. What they need to do in, I don't know, 10, 20, 20, 10 to 20 years or whatever the timing lines up is they need to get those actors and bring them back and actually shoot that scene in real life yes. and then replace it like George Lucas style just rip out that old weird CGI thing Agreed. and replace it with like yeah reverse George Lucas it replace it with real life yeah. that is not <laughs> horrifying and weird yeah. and then just pretend that the other thing never existed we'll all just pretend it never existed it's like burn all copies of the old DVD yep destroy them all and we'll just pretend it never happened Agreed. I think that's a that's plan great I think so mm-hmm anyway <laughs> so go check out those photos yeah on the internet to see for yourself and I bet we'll see it at the end of November early December I think it was early December last year so yeah I think so which was lame I would like it in November so. alas <sighs> yes but um we'll finish up today with a talk on uh an event that happened earlier, um, another Meghan and Harry engagement, this time to visit the Nelson Mandela exhibit. Um, and where was this? I can't remember exactly where it um, was. I, mean, I, feel- I, I actually saw it, but I didn't think it was important. <laughs> well, they were visiting some museum. I'm really sorry. I'm going to Google yeah, it. It's, well, like I an talk- exhi- it's an exhibition center, so it's not, um, it's not at a museum. Um, it's a place that they like kind of put in. Oh, sure, like yeah. Short-term so like, kind of things. It's in and London. I'll yeah. just say that. It recently got renovated. Queen Elizabeth opened it up, or reopened it up, the, the center. Oh, it's London's South Bank Center. Cool. Yeah. All right, good. I did the I did the work there. Thank um, you. No, I just, I was just, anyway. Um, but anyway, this was uh, an exhibit on Nelson Mandela um, in honor of his 100th birthday. And so it was a rec- kind of a retrospective, and um, commemoration of his life. And so um, Harry has some history um, with the Nelson Mandela's family. He traveled to South Africa in 2015, I believe. And he was also, he's met Nelson Mandela's wife and he has, um, you know, obviously been a part of other I think he visited the museum yeah. as well, where he was held. Nelson Mandela. Or, was yeah, the held prison in jail. where that they've converted into a museum since then. Um, and so, I re- oh, this is kind of an aside, but did I re- okay? And I'll cut this out if it's not true. But did you hear that like someone was auctioning off a knight in his cell? I think you can do that. I think there's a. I think it's um. I know that, and this is what I'm gonna say is that. On season four of America's Next Top Model. <laughs> you think I'm la- joking, I'm not. All right, on okay. season four of America's Next Top Model, it was the final four or five. And so of the final people, there was, um, a, there they were in South Africa, because like that's where they traveled to, and they went to visit 
Nelson Mandela's jail cell and the girl who did the best like photo shoot or something got to spend the night there or like or got to turn the key no she didn't get to spend the night she got to like turn the key to open the door or something it was some something like that but you can like visit and then it caused drama in the house because it it got into some complex stuff between I mean like people fighting over who was black enough to have the right to do that. I mean, it was it was a lot, and it's an interesting I, yeah. discussion, you know. But also, it was America's Next Top Model, and I just thought it was kind of, like, really funny that they gave that as a prize for, like, prettiest picture. Right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, great, but wow. Anyway, um, moving on, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can spend a night there, but hopefully if it, I think it was, no, it was controversial, so they actually took it back, but I will, I will verify, because I think it was his, but anyways, continue. Yeah, um, well, anyway, um, while they were there, they met, um, some members of his family, including his granddaughter, Zamaswazi, uh, Dlamini Mandela, and I wanted to just give a shout out to her amazing red striped dress. There were a lot of beautiful dresses at this event, including a woman. I could not find the ID on her. I think she might have been a member of the family. She was talking with Zamaswazi, Megan, and Harry. And she was wearing this beautiful blue dress with these orange, this orange pattern on it. Just fun, like amazing fashion. If you are interested, look mm-hmm. up those pictures. Um, also there, uh, there was a performance by the Ubunye Choir. And yeah, it was just kind of a celebration. They looked at the exhibit um, and talked to the kind of curator of the exhibit. And it seemed like a a really kind of nice uh, day out and a way for them to bring attention to this cool um, exhibition on this important man. Um, What Megan was wearing was a trench dress. And that is exactly what it sounds like. It is a trench coat without arms, effectively, mm-hmm. but like a dress. And it's by this uh, brand called Noni, which is described as an ethical Canadian label. I don't know exactly what's entailed in the ethical part of it, but I'm assuming it's um, it's possible it's just used, uh, doesn't use exploitive labor practices, or maybe it's vegan, I don't know. But it's a pretty dress. Um, I think Megan is one of the few people who can pull it off. I think it kind of, it, it's it was a little, to be honest, it was a little bit too coat-ish for me. Mm-hmm. In times, it was a little just too, like, it seemed like the fabric was too much like a raincoat. So it didn't mm-hmm. hang well. Like, it bunched up around the middle, weirdly. I agree. Um, at the belt. And sometimes it looked really good from certain angles, and then other times it just did not. So Right, because, yeah, because it has, like, I don't, and I'm not sure the technical term, but it's, like, that kind of, like, l- weird lapel at the top of the coat. Yeah, it, there's like, like covers a, up the button. There's like usually a button yeah. underneath it. It's like, and that always seemed to yeah be like scrunched up and yeah, it's a tough thing to pull off. Uh huh. But yeah, uh, again, in some photo, like I'm looking at the photos right now, and some of them they look, she looks really great, and I like the dress a lot. And then other times it just looks kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I really do like what she's doing with the length of her skirts. Um, pretty much anytime she's been wearing. Um, a skirt to one of these appearances, it's been kind of just past the knee. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really cool silhouette that you don't see all too often. And it's kind of distinguishes her from, you know, Kate's usual silhouette, which is the 
the typical like McQueen skirt suit that we see her, which is very like knee length. And sometimes she's been able to go a little bit shorter, which we love too. But I think this is a really interesting look and and really pretty. Um, I liked her shoes. They were Dior heels. And then she was again carrying a fantastic handbag. And this time it was by Mulberry, which is a very fancy schmancy British. Indeed. So... I mean, I love all her bags. You, I mean, I know. I want to see the closet. So oh I bet my the gosh, she probably amazing. has like a Strathberry closet. I know. She probably has like a shop in her closet. Like she can just go there. Honestly, I'm not. Like I'm so jealous because I know every single freaking brand that's like high end. Totally sent her or her stylist or both like these amazing handbags just because they know what amazing like advertising it is to get her to carry it. And mm-hmm. and so that's like, so now she has all these bags and I want all of them. Not that I don't want her to have them too, but like I also want them. Why don't I have them? <laughs> Could you see, okay, this is, and this would apply to Kate too. Could you see, so like Diana, obviously once she had been divorced, she auctioned a bunch of her clothes off for charity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could you see? I could see them doing that, like making. Oh yeah, money and I mean, charity. we all know that Kate's a big fan of charity fashion show auctions. Indeed, based <laughs> on her debut on the catwalk, it got which her won, where she is today. One Prince William's heart, if you believe um, all of the cheesy made-for-TV movies about their love, right? Um, but I, I could definitely see Megan auctioning off something for a very special cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, per- this is down the line after like they're they're a little bit older or something like that, maybe. And it's like, okay, I'm obviously never gonna wear this outfit again. And it's like it's slightly iconic, so sure. Yeah, I could say like she'd wait like five years, maybe, yeah. just to even do like a dress, and it would be something she wore to a, you know, obviously not. It's not gonna be her wedding dress um, or anything else that they would maybe consider like museum worthy. So nothing right. for like. And I, I don't know exactly how they choose that, but mm-hmm. if it's something that she thinks would make a lot of money, like finding that sweet spot of something that's like was a really popular outfit that she wore, um, but that doesn't have that. It's not like her engagement dress. Right. Um, but it also, you know, could raise a lot of money for a particular cause. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, I could see them doing that. Um, especially with evening gowns. Mm-hmm. Um because I think a lot of their like day wear, like you were talking about Kate's yellow dress, like you can't wait to see her rewear that. And that is a dress I can totally picture her pulling out in a year or even in six months and throwing, you know, one of her white blazer, throwing a blazer on over it, wearing it to like, you know, a day event next spring or mm-hmm. something. Um, and so even like this dress that Megan's wearing, I can see her pulling that out again, just if like next time she goes to a polo match or something. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, you know, evening gowns. I, I know Kate's reworn some evening gowns a few times, but especially, yeah, once she gets a little bit, like, I don't know, in five years when she'll maybe want to go for a different style, she doesn't want to bring out the same Jenny Packham she wore four or five times already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could totally see auctioning it off. We would still mm-hmm. never be able to afford it, but. No. Alas. But you never know, Jenna. Like, where will I could we be, be in I could, five years? I could win the lottery, right? Yeah, we could win the lottery. We could come up with something really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could be the next, like, Amazon. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah, I could be that dreams. billionaire I don't actually person. have any dreams. No. <laughs> <laughs> but. Just a thought. I could buy at least six more dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my Good dream. Investment. 
that's that's great. I think it is a smart investment because it's an investment in joy, right? And for your health, mm-hmm. they they know when things aren't right. I know. And They can be like, oh my gosh, heart attack is that coming? Not that you're gonna have a heart attack in the, the dog. Years, there are but. dogs who can do CPR. <laughs> that's amazing. They're that smart. Now my dog can't do CPR. She can bonk her head Not into yet. the wall randomly. I bet she could learn if you. She could. She's real I, smart. She's she's smart enough that yeah she she can read the room. She can also find any kind of tiny piece of plastic like wrapping that happens to be on the floor, regardless of how carefully you've scoured it to make sure there's nothing for her to eat. I don't know. Anyway, dogs and babies they have that talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for attracting the exact piece of plastic you did not want them to put in their mouth. But anyway, that's that's all for this episode. Yeah. And if you would like to get back to us, I, I checked our inbox recently. We've gotten some really nice messages from listeners, and we just want to let you know, like, we really appreciate it. I, I'm so glad that there are people out there who enjoy listening to this. We like making it. Um, I hope I don't alienate you with my political views, but if I, you know, maybe think about what I'm saying also, <laughs> if that is going to alienate you. Um, but... It's important to, you know, listen to other views. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the the, the problem with yeah. today. People won't listen. Yes. So, so listen to us. Listen to us, because I'm the <laughs> smartest person in the world, right? No. <laughs> right, right, husband? No, he's not in the room. He can't. So anyway, but if you want to get in touch with us, we love to hear from you. Our email is americrowndreams at gmail.com. And then we are on Twitter and on Facebook at americrowndream. Oh, no, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Americrown Dreams and on Twitter at Americrown Dream because of character limitations. But um, you can also rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and uh, other, you know, you can use other uh, SoundCloud to listen to us, all that jazz. And mm-hmm. we, yeah, and you if know, you like, find us on Instagram, you can actually find links to multiple ways to listen to our show, mm-hmm. regardless if you have. A, a podcast app or not on your phone. Or link in bio, podcast. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Link in bio. That's right. We're such millennials. OMG. So anyway, thanks everyone for listening and we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.